August 10th, 2023. Another beautiful day in Dakar, Senegal in West Africa. As the city awakens to a new day, its freshly installed public transport network goes into service. Every day, a fleet of over 120 buses travel 18 kilometers between Dakar, the Senegalese capital city, and its neighboring Guediawaye prefecture. Powered exclusively by electricity, the Dakar Bus Rapid Transit, or BRT, project is expected to alleviate traffic congestion and reduce half of the average local rush hour in vehicle travel time by public transport. In the meantime, 35-year-old Su Xin wakes up in his dormitory close to the BRT program's final construction site. This is his third year working here in Dakar as the project manager assistant. My name is Leon Kosivi. I come from Togo in West Africa. People also call me Su Xin. I'm working at the Senegal branch of the China Road and Bridge Corporation or CRBC. In flawless Mandarin, if not mixed with a bit of southern Chinese accent, Su Xin waves at the camera from his office. He had just ended a meeting with homeowners, some of whom walked up to greet our reporter before leaving. Uh, hi, bonjour. <laughs> My daily work mainly covers the external communication with homeowners and subcontractors. I meet with them to help solve issues that occur and to design demolition and construction plans. My colleagues and I are also responsible with construction site monitoring and administrative chores, such as reporting on progress and safety problems. We also stay in contact with local municipal governments and police stations here in Senegal to ensure the construction plan is carried out as planned. Working on the construction management team means that Su Xin and his colleagues need to ensure that the construction process is carried out properly and in a timely fashion. They will need to deal with a wide range of people on a regular basis, which requires not only top-notch communication skills, but also technical knowledge and patience. Despite its complexity, this profession has become a new normal for Su Xin. For the past three years, he has spoken with thousands of residents and business owners along the BRT project's bus routes. He even took the time to learn about the state of each household in order to minimize the disruption to people's everyday life caused by the construction. When the BRT project first began in 2020, I spent the majority of my days on the building site. The demolition had only just begun and there were numerous houses to be removed. Because we were unfamiliar with the local neighborhoods and people, we had to interact with the property owners house by house and coordinate the construction process. That was a period in my life when I overworked quite a bit. But when he's not racing about, busy coordinating the building project, Su Xin is most commonly found in meeting rooms, helping to translate the conversations for partners and project leaders from all around the world with his language talents. These days I'm usually working indoors because I have more meetings to attend. 
We've been working on this project for three years now, and it's almost ready to be submitted. So there isn't much work at the site. Sometimes, when a meeting is held, I'm also asked to attend and be the interpreter, since some of the company leaders and meeting participants speak English and some only speak Chinese. I am fluent in English, Chinese, and French, as well as the technical vocabulary and expertise involved in the conversation. Up till now, the 18.3-kilometer bus line that Sushin has been helping to put together is the first BRT project in Senegal. Upon project completion in 2023, it will pass through densely populated neighborhoods as well as the main business districts in Dakar. Assisting in the transit of an estimated 300,000 passengers every day. In addition to the electric bus network, other measures such as 23 solar-powered stations and three transport hubs are also being implemented as part of the BRT project. Once fully put into operation, the system should also improve local air quality and reduce the carbon emissions. In this way, a sustainable solution for public transit is implemented in Dakar, close to Africa's most western point, thanks to the hard work of thousands of local CRBC personnel like Sushin. Meanwhile, Sushin shares that the Senegalese president, who came to examine the project in December 2022, recognized their efforts and showed appreciation towards their work. Yeah, he came to visit us at our department and then went to the construction site and learned about the complexity of this project. Senegal was still under pandemic control when the project was first launched, but we all worked very hard, so the overall schedule wasn't too far behind. The Senegalese president was very happy to see the progress we had made. Having been with the CRBC for more than 12 years, the BRT project is just one of several Sino-Africa infrastructure projects under the Belt and Road Initiative in which Sushin is involved. He believes they've made a massive impact on the lives of the people living locally. To be honest, basically all of the roads and facilities we built here in Senegal have had a significant impact on the daily lives of the locals. For example, our TT Toll Highway is connected to a major city called Touba. Religious events are held in Touba every year, and in the past, people would travel from Chess to Touba via state roads, which may take up to four hours. The TT Highway Sushin mentioned is the shortened name for the Chess-Toba Toll Highway, located on the southwestern plain of Senegal. The highway is about 113 kilometers long in total and connects Toba, the country's second-largest city, with the existing highway network in Chess in west-central Senegal. As a significant West African Muslim pilgrimage center, the city of Toba is occupied with pilgrimages occurring throughout the year. One major annual pilgrimage called the Grand Magal of Toba draws Muslims from all over Senegal and beyond. Some even come from as far away as Europe and America to visit the city as a way to participate in one of the most popular pilgrimages in the world. With more than two million people coming to Toba every year for the pilgrimage, therefore, it is critical that a highway be developed to extend out more branches to connect this city with more places across Senegal.
Then, after the TT highway was put into use, the time required to travel between Toba and other cities was considerably decreased. The journey from Ches to Tuba is now less than two hours long. Before the highway was there, many accidents occurred on the road, causing death every year. Back then, people would travel via the state roads that are old and not as convenient. When pilgrimage season approaches, automobiles, motorbikes, and pedestrians would pack the roadways, posing a concealed threat to traffic security. But nowadays, there are much fewer accidents on the road. In 2021, CRBC signed a 10-year operation contract with the Senegal Highway Bureau, becoming the service provider for the TT Highway. The highway is managed by an operation control center outfitted with monitoring software that collects and reports on road conditions as well as toll information in real time. Now that the surveillance system is watching over more than 90% of the road sections along the entire highway, traffic on the way to Toba has become better organized, which enhances the safety of travel. According to CRBC records, there have been no accidents on the Chess Toba Toll Highway for two years in a row. Driving smoothly on the highway that he helped to build, Sushin expresses his happiness in seeing how their hard work has brought convenience to the local people. When construction was finished, I would constantly drive through the highway from Dakar to my home in Chess, and my heart would be filled with excitement. Now that we could get around more easily, I could see there are more people doing business between the cities. Inaugurated at the end of 2018, the TT Highway connects the most populated cities in Senegal accelerating the local economic development and tourism. Fresh food can now be delivered to thousands of families in major cities within 24 hours, and the cost of transportation for building materials such as cement has been lowered by 20% compared with the past. Meanwhile, the TT Highway is also regarded as an important milestone in Sino-Senegalese collaboration under the Belt and Road Initiative. Ever since the Belt and Road Initiative was put forward, a number of Sino-Africa mega-infrastructure projects have steadily emerged. That is, in my opinion, fantastic news for many African countries. This is Jin Haibing, the General Manager Assistant at CRBC Senegal branch, who's been working on bridge and roads construction in African countries for almost 20 years. His footsteps stretch across the African continent, from Tanzania and Kenya on the east to Senegal on the west side of Africa. When I first arrived here in 2004, the infrastructure in some of the African countries was rather backward due to poverty and lack of funds. But in the past 10 years, many of them have been continuously upgrading urban planning under the Belt and Road Initiative framework bringing more impetus to local economic development. Many African countries are blessed with abundant mineral and agricultural resources. However, due to insufficient national infrastructure facilities, they are unable to export these products and resources to other countries, 
and thus fail to boost domestic demand. Nowadays, many local infrastructure and intercity transportation networks in these countries have been enhanced through the Belt and Road Economic Cooperation, delivering greater income to the nations and the peoples. On the other hand, Jin Haibing also believes that the most direct benefit these mega projects could bring to the local people lies in the large number of job opportunities they provide. He explains that when the TT Toll Highway project first entered the construction phase in 2016, the CRBC hired more than 2,000 construction employees locally. The workforce peaked at 5,000 people, of whom 88% were Senegalese, 10% from China, and the rest from Togo, France, Tunisia, and Syria. According to data supplied by the Engineering News Record magazine. 45% of the 5,000 employees were female. These mega construction projects would often take two to three years to complete, during which the employees are guaranteed a steady salary. And as we carry out the construction, these local employees would learn about all the skills that are required of them. So upon the completion of each project, we basically trained hundreds of thousands of rebar workers, bricklayers, and woodworkers in other types of skilled labors. This way, even after the project with us is finished, they could still make a living with what they learned. Agreeing with Jin, Su Xin noted that the operator also recruited locals to work at the toll booth once the highway was completed, and as for him personally. These projects not only aided in the advancement of his career, but also in the formation of a happy family. When we were working on the TT Highway project, many of us would get together during vacations and hang out or go shopping. So that's how I met my wife by chance. It took place in 2017. While working on the highway, Sushin encountered Monique, a young woman from Chess. They got married one year later, around the same time when the TT Highway was completed and put into service. Later, Monique took up the job as a toll collector along the TT Highway in Kermadaro, a Senegalese village about 10 kilometers away from their home in Chess. She really likes the job and goes to work every day. They work eight hours a day. Almost every other week, Su Xin would drive 70 kilometers back home from the BRT construction site in Dakar. Even when the project was at its busiest stages, he would still manage to go home at least once a month to spend the weekend with his wife and children. Our daughter is now three years old, and we welcomed our boy earlier this year too. He's just turned seven months old. When it's just the four of us at home, it's a very relaxing time. We'll play games and watch TV together, and then my wife and I will make plans for our future. They talk about traveling in China, which Su Xin is looking forward to in the near future. Yes, we're looking forward to the opportunity. My wife wants to travel to China as well, since she's never been there before. I've only visited Shanghai, Chongqing, and Chengdu, and I have yet to see Beijing. I mean, China is a large country with so many places we haven't been to. Once we have some downtime to plan the trip, I want to take them for a visit.
When it comes to his connections with China and learning Chinese, Su Xin admits it wasn't even his own decision at first when he picked Chinese as his major in university. It was actually my father who suggested that I learn Chinese back when I first got into university in 2007. I attended the University of Lomé in my hometown Togo. Back then, a Confucius Institute was established in our university that taught the language and Chinese culture. Hearing the news, my father suggested that I should sign up for it because it would bring highlights to my resume if I could speak Chinese. So he funded me with a tuition fee and that was how I enrolled in the Chinese classes. Like many other young people who were unsure about their future when they first entered adulthood, Su Xin followed his father's advice and delved into the world of Chinese language and culture at the age of 19. However, he soon discovered his passion for the studies and wanted to learn more. I fell in love with this language soon after I started learning, and I worked hard on the classes. To me, the most difficult part was the characters. We started off spelling the words and phrases with pinyin, or the phonetic symbols for Mandarin Chinese, and later learned to write the characters. Then, when we progressed to the intermediate level, we took the HSK test and received our credentials. I could already write quite a few Chinese characters when I hit HSK level 4. For non-native Chinese speakers, the HSK is the Standard Language Proficiency Test. And as he continued on with his language studies, Su Xin also received his Chinese name from the teachers, and would still use it to refer to himself with it even today. The first time we met with the teachers, they presented many Chinese names to us, and I picked this one, because the character Xing means trustworthy, and I want others to trust me and the work I do. Nodding with a light-hearted smile on his face, Sun Haibing looks in Su Xin's direction, agreeing that Su Xin is indeed a trustworthy colleague and a good friend. True, I like working with him, and our collaboration has been very pleasant. Xu Xing is a fast learner and is quite talented in languages. After nearly seven years working together, Jin Hai Bing and Su Xin have been cooperating on several projects in Senegal, including both the BRT project in Dhaka and the TT Highway construction. He could talk and think like Chinese and is well-versed in our culture and modes of expression, which makes it easy to communicate with him on any subjects. He's also a very forthright person, who always put words into action. Smiling timidly, Su Xin also shares that it was through his participation in building the TT Highway that he learned the most about the management post he was appointed to. Back in 2016, he became the leader of a construction unit, targeting the earthworks and the road drainage system. Working on the TT Highway project gave me the opportunity to develop new skills. Many of the abilities I use every day, such as team coordination and project management, stem from my previous work experience during that period of time. It was indeed a lot of work and sometimes it could be pretty challenging, but I enjoy learning new things, whether it's new skills or knowledge. 
So as long as I keep on learning and growing, the work is never too hard for me. Diligent and studious by nature, Su Xin seizes every opportunity to learn and progress in his current job. Despite his tight daily schedule, he maintains the habit of reading whenever work slows down a bit for him. During our daily meetings, I would hear all kinds of terminologies or Chinese phrases used in the conversation. And if they are new to me, I would jot them down and look them up in my books to find out what they signify. I enjoy playing football on my days off from work, but I don't have much time for it these days. When I'm not working, I like to read and do some self-study. When asked if he plans to continue working with CRBC in the future, Sushin answers without hesitation. I hope to stay and work for CRBC for as long as I can. I've been working with them for years on a variety of projects, and I'm comfortable with what I'm doing today. Therefore, I'd like to make it a long-term profession. Of course, if my service is no longer required in the future, maybe I could also start a small business of my own using the skills and knowledge I've gained over the years. But as long as my team needs me, I'll be there. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more stories from our new series, Connected, just key in Footprints and you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.